Heavenly Father, we thank you for another morning that we can come together as a church to reflect on the greatest gift you've given us. Amen. Lord, you still love us, even though we are guilty of condemning you and judging you, just like Sanhedrin did. Amen. We are undeserving of your love and grace. As we approach Good Friday, let us remember the pain and suffering you experienced on the cross for us so that we could have eternal life with you. Please Amen. speak to Pastor Paul as he shares your message with us this morning. We love you, and in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Yesterday, we saw the first trial of Jesus before Sanhedrin. Today, we will see the denial of Peter at the same time. These are a concurrent event. Let's read Mark chapter 14, 66 to 72. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servants' girls of a high priest came by. When she saw Peter's warming himself, she looked closely at him. You, were, you also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you are talking about, he said, and went out into the entryway. When servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to, swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him before rooster crows twice. You will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Let me ask you a question. Why did Mark write this sad story of Peter's denial? Why did he intentionally parallel Peter's denial with Jesus' trial? As I said yesterday, Mark was contrasting Jesus' faithfulness and truthfulness with Peter's compromise and unfaithfulness. Was Mark belittling, belittling or disparaging his mentor and apostle? Or was Peter, the primary source of Mark's gospel, still ashamed of himself? I hope that we have a better understanding of Peter's denials today. Here we find the three truths about ourselves from Peter's denial. First, we see the helplessness and futility in human endeavors. Helplessness and futility in human endeavors. One thing or one correction I want us to know today is that the Peter was not a coward. Often we have a simplistic picture of a Peter as a cowardist disciple. Though he cowardly denied Jesus at the end, he was not a coward from the beginning. Today's story was a continuation of verse 54. Yesterday, the Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of a high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. According to actually John 18, uh, Peter and another disciple who knew the high priest was still following and came all the way into the high priest's house. And he was the only, uh, he was one, one of two disciples 
who came into the same place where Jesus was tried and beaten? Where were other disciples? Where, where was the Thomas who shouted in John chapter 11 that let us also go and die with Jesus? Where was James and John, the beloved disciples? When Jesus was ambushed by arresting mob, Peter was the only one who bravely fought at least. So Peter was not more cowardly than others. In fact, according to John 18, Peter was noticed by someone who was a relative of the high priest's servant. You remember Marcus, whose ear Peter cut off? Peter, uh, yet Peter came to a dangerous place today, or this, this, this night, I mean, the, the, uh, this early morning, because he cared about Jesus. Peter loved Jesus. And the problem was that his love for Jesus was based purely on his own strength and willpower. Peter was so sure of his love for Jesus, and he was so self-confident that he thought he could die with Jesus, as they claimed in the Mark 14 that even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. Peter's problem was not that he did not love Jesus, but he loved Jesus only on his own merit. Let me repeat that. Peter's problem was not that he did not love Jesus, but he loved Jesus only on his merit. When I love others on my own merit, I also fall like a Peter. I also often fail like a Peter. Human affection and courage alone cannot carry us through the discipleship of Jesus, which is a loving God and loving others. The more I love God and others, the more I need to pray for the wisdom and courage of the Holy Spirit in our heart. So here we see the helplessness and futility in human endeavors. The second truth we see in this story was a horror horror of a spiritual descent of a compromises. Once compromised, it, was, it is easy to continue the spiritual descent. Notice the progression of Peter's denials in today's story. First, he denied his association with Jesus to a servant girl, a private denial. Second time, Peter denied his relationship with Jesus to those standing around or bystanders a public denial. And finally, when people pointed out that he was a Galilean, according to Matthew, they noticed his Galilean accent. And Peter denied Jesus third time with a swearing oath and calling down curses. His final denial was more than private and public. It was religious. It was theological. By the way, when he called down curses or anathema, he was unknowingly self-prophesying that final years later in Rome, when he did not deny but openly declared his relationship with Jesus, Peter received his own oath. He received the curses he once called down. He was anathematized or cursed on the cross. In Peter's denial, 
we also see how our denials tend to uh, grow progressively worse. With each confrontation, the stakes grow, grew higher for Peter, and his denial grew greater and greater. The stakes grow higher because the accusation become more and more public, and denials grow greater because of Peter's fear grows greater. So what is the lesson for us here? By the same token, our denial of Jesus always starts from small and seemingly insignificant things. So don't wait for the big failure. Stop and confess your small failures and your small denials and unfaithfulness first. Let us stop the horror of a spiritual descent of compromises with a small confessions. Confessions at house churches will heal us and prevent us from the bigger descent of a, a, a spiritual descent and fall. Finally, the third truth we see in this story is a hope for the fallen. Hope for the fallen. At the end of today's story, we saw Peter broke down and wept. This is the last time we'll see Peter in the Gospel of Mark. It's worth remembering that according to Mark, Peter was the first disciple called to follow Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verse 16 to 18. And uh, according to Mark 8, he was the first who confessed that Jesus was Messiah. Nevertheless, his denials of Jesus seemed to cancel all this good work. But story is not over. Wait for Easter. God who began this good work in Peter was not done with him. But God carried him again. So, yes, one of my I'm giving you preview of my Easter message. Peter will Peter will be mentioned again. God who continued to work with Peter, so does he with us. Peter's story shows a hope for the fallen. As a Peter was restored and, and then later encouraged others like a Roman Christian with his ultimate martyrdom, we can also get up from our own faults and glorify God again. Let us remember, God's grace and faithfulness is far greater than our fall and our unfaithfulness. There is a hope for all of us. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this story of a human failure and your divine restoration. We thank you for restoring Peter so fully that he could have a courage to share his shameful mistake with all of us. Help us take his testimony deeply in deep in our heart in that we don't just love you and others, but we always love you, others, in the power and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit who indwells in us. When the trial and temptation of a denial comes to us, grant us the courage to deny ourselves first and rest in the shadow of the cross. 
help us see our strength comes from the shadow of Almighty at the beneath of the cross. In the most loving name of Jesus we pray. Amen.